So good morning everybody, welcome to Daily Devotions. My name is Lloyd and this morning I will be continuing our series talking about encountering God, taking a look at the promises of the new covenant. And this morning I want to look at how we can encounter God through the promise of prosperity and what that means from a biblical perspective to live a prosperous life. And we're going to look at two key passages of scripture this morning. The first one being third, 3 John, 3 John uh, chapter 1 verse 2. And the second one being 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, which we'll get to in a bit. But this idea of prosperity really is a big topic. Um, and living a prosperous life is something that's been quite a, con- a contentious issue, I guess, in church circles. So we're not, you know, we're not going to try and fully untangle it this morning as time doesn't really allow for it. But what we will say from the outset is that most of us um, already know that how the Bible defines prosperity and living a prosperous life uh, is very different to how some in the world might view prosperity, you know, how they might define it. Someone might say, for instance, that they know such and such a person uh, who is prosperous because they have a successful business um, and are living in prosperity as a result. You know, someone might view prosperity as having acquired, you know, many material possessions, homes and cars and things like that, or living a certain lifestyle. Uh, Someone might even view prosperity as having many relationships and quality of relationships. But what's important is that how we view prosperity and living a prosperous life, how we perceive someone uh, to be living this way, will really define uh, if you believe that that prosperity is something to be pursued in faith, you know, or something to be received in faith, or if you view it as something that's meant for someone else, and that it's kind of meant for people that meet a certain set of criteria. So how we view, how we define prosperity from a biblical point of view is really important in understanding that, because here's the thing, living a prosperous life is defined differently according to scripture compared to how the world views it. Well, I'm sure most of us will agree on it. And by the way, we're not talking about the prosperity gospel, right? That is something separate, which we're not going to get into this morning. We know that that's something that's behind us. Um, so what scripture views from, from a, from a um, how, how scripture defines living a prosperous life is very different to how the world views it. And there are some key characteristics of prosperity from a biblical standpoint that's separated from those other worldly definitions. And it is something that we can not only ask for, but already have received in Christ, in this new covenant of grace that we are living in. You see, scripture is clear that there's a difference between being prosperous spiritually and being rich materially. You can have someone, for instance, who is extremely fulfilled, at peace, they're at peace with people, they're content, they're finding purpose in life, very rich spiritually, that has very little material possessions. And on the other hand, you can have someone who has a lot of material possessions that really has feels like they have no peace or no even purpose in life. They're poor spiritually. And there's something to be said about the tension between the two. It's almost a question of can we as believers not neglect our earthly responsibilities? You know, things like working to the best of our ability and working towards leaving an inheritance for our children and our children's children. But at the same time, can we make the affection of our pursuit, the Lord Jesus Christ, as the true source of what it means to live a prosperous life? And all these things shall be added unto us as well, as we know the promises from from Matthew's gospel. And what Christ offers us as part of the new covenant is a type of prosperity that simply cannot be measured by anything external in terms of material possessions, can it? It's a deep fulfillment of the soul, through connection with its maker. This is the kind of prosperity that that scripture speaks about. And it speaks about a wealth and a treasure 
of a heavenly nature that we as believers have full access to and are able to live in here on earth right now in this day and age. And so let's have a look at those two key scriptures that illustrate how we can expect to encounter God through the finished work of Jesus um, as he opened up for us this new covenant of grace that we can live in and how to live this life of spiritual prosperity. So let's look at 3 John chapter 2, verse 1. It says this, Dear friend, I pray that you are prospering in every way and are in good health, just as your whole life is going well. Some translations say just as your soul prospers. That, 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 that's a prayer from the Apostle John to the believers saying that they may prosper in every way, that their whole lives may be going well, just as their soul prospers. You see, we first need to ensure that our souls are connected to our Creator. That's the first, that's the fundamental starting point of living a life of, of prosperity. You see, once your soul finds its true connection with Christ, everything else flows from there. Because nothing can take away the connection that we have uh, to God in Christ. And no matter what happens externally, we can possess all the treasure of heaven internally through the Holy Spirit. And this is why the Apostle Paul can say in Philippians 3 verse 8, more than that, I also consider everything to be a loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord. All these other external things pale in comparison compared to the value of simply knowing Jesus and knowing your place in him. In fact, he goes on in that same letter in in, in the book of Philippians to say this in chapter four. He says, I don't say this out of need for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstance I I may find myself. I know how to make do with a little and I know how to make do with a lot. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being content. This is speaking about a kind of a kind of prosperity, a kind of health of the soul that is that is not connected to what we can acquire on the outside, right? He says, whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need, I'm able to do all things through him who strengthens me. Amazing passage of scripture again. And you see, true prosperity starts by recognizing that our souls first need to find the connection with their maker and having peace in him, realizing what we have in Christ. And our soul prospers by ensuring that it stays connected. This is a duty on our part to make sure that we harness and manage our emotions, that we renew our mind and that we surrender our will to God's are all ways of ensuring that our soul stays in a prosperous place. And then from that place, from that position, we begin receiving the flow of God's grace that moves from our spirits into every part of our lives as a promise that God has given us through the new covenant of grace in Christ. You see, you can have wealth in relationships. You can have wealth in business. You can have wealth in calling all because we have the greatest wealth of salvation, first and foremost, in our hearts and in our souls through Jesus Christ. And then secondly, speaking about what that wealth looks like and and just how beautiful it, it, it was that the exchange that took place for us to receive that wealth. Look at look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. It says this, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, Yet for your sake, he became poor so that you by his poverty might become rich. That's such a beautiful passage of scripture for me. It's talking about how Jesus, though he possessed all the riches of heaven, he gave up his eternal throne and became poor. He emptied himself in a divine exchange so that through his humble act, we can obtain the wealth and the treasures of heaven in him. He laid down his garment of righteousness so that we might take it up. It was a divine exchange that took place on the cross. And because of that truth, we 
have the call to live with this sense of prosperity, that this wealth, this richness that we have in Christ that translates into every other area of our lives. You know, when we are aware of the riches that we have in Christ, it automatically produces generosity in us, doesn't it? We become more generous when we realize that we cannot lose eternity. Eternity has been given to us through Christ. We become less selfish, don't we, when we have the humility of, of, of Christ dwelling on the inside of us, when we have picked up that treasure. We are less concerned with, with acquiring possessions and are more concerned with releasing kindness to others when we receive and when we are aware of the treasures, the wealth, the prosperity, the life of prosperity that we have in and through Jesus Christ as our living Savior. And so this morning, I wanted to encourage us that we can encounter God through living, uh, through, through his promises of living a prosperous life by recognizing and realizing the true value of the wealth of salvation that we have received through Christ. And from that place, deep within our souls, we can step into and expect to release that prosperity, true, purposeful prosperity in every other part of our lives to the benefit of others and to the praise of God's glory. So I hope that I encourage you this morning, Father's House, um, as we look forward to this day that lies ahead and really trust God that he will open up our minds and our hearts to receive more of the true value of what Christ has given to us in and through himself to the wonderful gift of salvation. So let's take a moment to pray together before we head on out with the rest of our day. Father, we thank you so much that according to your word, you have given us everything that we need for life and godliness through you. Jesus, you, you contain all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. They're hidden inside your hands, Father. And when we receive you by faith in salvation, we take up that position as heir. We are heirs of the kingdom of heaven. And Lord, we pray that you would help us live out that salvation. May we walk in this life of prosperity that you have promised us, not simply material prosperity, not simply acquiring possessions or success in some other way, but a deep connection in our souls with you that filters through into every other part of our lives. Lord, we know that it's by grace that we have been saved through faith. And so we honor you again for your grace this morning that really made a way where there seemed to be no other way. And we pray that we would step forward confidently in this identity uh, as sons and daughters and, and seek for opportunities to honor you with everything that we are and everything that we do. And in Jesus' wonderful name we pray. A amen.